0: icons behind brands, where we delve into the remarkable journey of influential individuals who have made a significant impact in the field of marketing and branding. Uh, I'm your host, Declina, and I'm here with another uh, amazing guest with us today, Mr. Sandesh Gupta, who is the Director of Growth at Mobile Premier League, MPL, with a solid foundation in analytics and management. And a diverse portfolio of clients spanning education, healthcare, insurance, gaming, e-commerce, Sandesh's expertise helps these companies expand their horizons into through digital marketing. So, a very warm welcome to you, Sandesh, here at Icons Behind Brands. Thanks, thanks, everyone. Thanks for having Okay. So, uh, Sandesh, uh, a lot of talks going on towards you know technology, marketing, uh, what is the future of marketing, a lot of curiosity, so I'm excited to talk about all these topics but before that I would love to know about your background and about your journey so far, uh, would love to connect the dots from where it has started, from where you have reached, you know, so our viewers would love to know about that as well.
1: Sure, sure. No, I think uh, typical middle class family journey, I would say, in starting with, right, Uh, born and brought up in a very small town named Hathras, in UP, Uh, I I was studying there till 10th class, then my father pushed me, you know, to do, uh, you know, go to Kota and prepare for uh, IIT and all those things, yeah, I I was in that that race for roughly 2-3 years, yeah, (laughs) I was lucky enough and, yeah, fortunate enough that, you know, I ended up uh, in, finally, in IIT. Completed my graduation from there, then started my career from software developer, been there for three years roughly, but I was not liking that very much and again, I think software was not something that I would like to continue in my career, so, and I realized even in my first year of my journey as well, so, parallelly I did some entrepreneurship uh, when I was uh, with, with uh, Infosys in the first year, right? uh, but yeah, then I realized that yes, and I was handling marketing over there, then I realized that yes, this is something I would like to pursue. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Post that, I think yes. Uh, when I, I think I was very clear. Then I think I focused and yeah, because of some challenges, we have to shut down our uh, business uh, after running for around two years or so. But then yeah, I I was pretty much clear that this is something I would like to pursue. You know? So yeah, I think after that I joined uh, agency and then couple of more startups and product based companies. Right. And then. Yes, with all that understanding, uh, I think the one thing that has helped me a lot in getting gain, a, a bit about, you know, going in-depth about digital marketing is when I was working with an agency. Because there, I think I was getting a lot of uh, industry-specific understanding. I think that was one of the turning points for my career, right? Because I think that knowledge even I am utilizing today as well, right? Whatever I have learned in those early years. I'm sure it is going to be very exciting
0: as well as challenging. So, what are the basic challenges you are facing right now? Uh, no, I think at
1: present, I think the industry where I am in, right, it's it's uh, real money gaming, right? And uh, when it comes to, uh, any gaming or even I think real money gaming, the first challenge itself is the regulations, right? That is the first thing. And second, uh, US is iOS market, right? And uh, Post your 14.1 updates, right? Uh, Your 14.1 version of iOS. A lot of things are again uh, restricted by iOS.
0: So yes, this is a very um, you know regulated segment uh, and a very unconventional segment which is now booming. A lot to talk about that because a lot of curiosity is already there in the market about this uh, segment. So how do you envision the future of uh, you know esports as an industry? Hmm. No, I
1: think future is definitely very bright. Reason being that, like family both with esports and with RMG, right? Like games always exist, right? But I think uh, all the live streaming that is happening, all the one one v one battles, all the multi battles that are happening right now with different kind of games, like uh, And I think this is very ever evolving as well, right? So, for example, no one has thought of PUBG. I think that you know it has become so big in the last three four years. Obviously, yes. A lot of folks like. Right, Uh, in any country right doesn't have that support that okay they can go out and play right or like you need some resources right Uh, for playing such games if you have to go out or maybe indoor games as well right but uh, with esports and with skill based games i think it's very easy just a mobile that you need right and the connection that you need i think it just bring that ease Uh, in the end it brings that sense of winning Uh, and yeah if it is something like rmg there you can again earn money as well right so all the things are clubbing together. I think future is there, but I think it is again little bit of caution as well because uh, you you need to understand your boundaries as well. This is good. Yes, you can earn money, but yes, there is a uh, you know element of losing as well. So take your bets accordingly and you know be little sensitive towards that. Yeah. Know? So yeah. Okay.
0: So we spoke about challenges. Uh, now let's talk about the what are the opportunities uh, you know it uh, has. Uh, what are the unique opportunities? of marketing in the esports industry compared
1: to the traditional sports? Definitely, I think as I have touched upon this briefly, right, when I was giving a little bit about that, you know, Google is not there and Facebook, you know, is limited over there, I think that itself open a very, uh, another Pandora box for a digital marketer, right. So, you know, uh, when you, again, I think in India, when you talk about digital marketing, your 90% spends are happening on Google and Facebook and then this 10% is marketing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, over there I think it's just a different uh, you know channels different way of optimization uh, capability wise you will find that okay certain channels are not that great with respect you know what google has already done or what facebook has already done right so facebook is still there but I think the key channels are primarily your gaming inventories right so there are a lot of dsps which we call like uh, uh, in terms like who have a lot of publisher inventory with them and primarily the gaming inventory. so that opens a very new uh, thing for you, and again, uh, in a highly regulated market, when you even can't upload your app on Play Store, right? And it can be just with App Store? And again, you you know that Android market is also very big. Even with India, right? India so is anyways the entire market is uh, uh, Android only. But in US also, it is roughly 40% is Android 60% is iOS. So getting Android user uh, is also really critical because. US is more sensitive towards all these, you know, trust factors, right? So India is still fine that you know people understand. Okay, I have to download APK, I know that there is a list, but still. But when it but comes still, to US, yeah. it's that pop up that you know it might create something, even though there is a word "might," right? But people are very, very, uh, you know, uh, like cautious towards those things and. Uh, i think that is again struggle and then you need to again create a lot of content you know bring all those elements that yes we understand so yeah. i think that is critical and uh, uh very interesting to you know see how you can track those journeys so i think those things are very new i think the channels are very new the type of optimization that you're doing is is something which is very different uh from you know what people generally do uh, in any other because he, when you look for traditional sports first thing is that there is no regulation right it's very simple yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy to channels.
0: understand
1: easy to understand easy to crack right you know the channels you can go you can hire any celebrity right and you know that okay obviously you're talking about certain sport you get that celebrity and you know you are done right so there is always a playbook for certain things when it comes to a traditional day of doing marketing. but i think when you look for gaming and uh yeah i think and Geography-wise, also it's changed. So there is no defined playbook as such, right, for this particular esports or gaming-related segment. So you have to write your playbook, uh, and then yes, you have to build on that, and you could do experiments. You have to understand what is working and not working. So I think this gives you a lot of thrill and challenges. That yes, this is very yes. exciting, and if you, know, you continuing on, it's, yeah, yeah. So
0: every every new uh, you know mover, every new uh, industry. Has the similar challenges. I mean, yeah. when you navigate the way, you have to clear the path for others to come on that way. Yes. So, so, how do you leverage the user-generated content and user reviews in performance marketing campaigns for e-sports products and services? And events? Definitely, this is uh, is one of the I
1: would say critical piece for us uh, in helping us our growth. Uh, across, not just for US, even I, I, would say for India also, we are utilizing the same thing. So, uh, user-generated content is something which is helping us in, you know, uh, breaking those fears and trust barriers like what you know generally people have that okay, you know, what what will happen, you know, if I am downloading this app. So, starting from downloading the app, then basically uh, telling the user that okay, what exactly you will get inside the app, then again. How you can play, uh, right? And third, uh, even like people have the doubts with respect to whether I can. Withdraw my money or not, right? If if, if even I am winning, right? What will happen with my money? How soon I can get it? So I think that entire funnel, right? And I think I have seen people utilizing user-generated content only for let's say acquisition or let's say uh, you know doing some kind of retargeting. But I think the way we are doing it is that for and we, we understand that this is a funnel, right? And when when you, when when you're looking for a user, right? It's just not about acquisition. Even if you're acquiring the user, you have to again handhold him for the entire journey, right? So that you can increase. You can help them because again they are coming for certain things, and parallelly it will also help you in again you know retaining that user for a longer time because you're giving kind of experience what they are looking for. Like I'll give you just one example also for our direct campaign that we have done. I think initially when we launched US right, uh, uh, and again you always look for growth hacks because you don't have a lot of budget when you're doing a zero to one right. So. Yeah. Uh, just to get those kind of user generated content, what we did, we created a challenge inside our app where we were like, "Okay, if you're winning something. You just need to go and upload your video of, like, let's say 10 second or 15 seconds, talking about what game you have played." And we have given some, you know, SOPs like standard, uh, you know, uh, lines and you know, points for the uh, for the user to just, you know, uh, help them out in okay, what exactly they have to tell in that video, right? And uh, just giving a $5 like you know as a cost okay if you're submitting that video and if, if everything is falling with respect to what we have asked we'll definitely deposit that $5 in your account you won't believe I think in just one day right we got more than 200 views, and that's done mm-hmm. it's like a before for me for like a, for my at least yeah. two months of oh, your content is sorted yeah and and what we have paid for this thousand dollars Right, have got roughly 200 videos, and you know, you can play with that because you are getting the full access. You have the open file, you can add any and any logo, right? You can add that particular 10 seconder, you know, adding any prefix or any you know, uh, post script or pre script kind of a thing. So, yeah, I think those videos are still live, and yes, I think you utilize those things you have certain growth hacks that you will you have to do for, for something like to to one so yeah that is one example and yes those content are still live even after two years of launch in US oh. and uh, yes and I think those are giving I think great results so far so anything that and it's very simple right people are just recording it through mobile right so nothing fancy nothing zazzy, but just simple content uh, and yeah content.
0: I think that works uh, Sandesh when it is simple and that is the key challenge of any marketer uh, to make the same thing simplest for the user Uh, and that is where you know all your brains and all your uh, education goes into your and you have to make it simple for the users. That's when it works. Okay, so how do you believe that, you know, taking risk and embracing the adventure that can contribute to your personal growth as a leader, it's very important for you to, you
1: know, have that personal uh, growth uh, and uh, leadership development in place. Definitely, I think, you uh, can say I'm a living example for that because I've taken a lot of risks in my career, I think. Good luck to as i about that. that. Yeah, so I think I've started my career as a software developer, right, but I was not like it. Uh then without knowing anything about entrepreneurship, right? And that is back in 2014, 13 types of uh, we just saw that okay, you know, Zomato has done something, food panda has done something, right? And uh, uh, there was like a Kira insiders ki, to Karna hai. Matlab, you know, things are not moving by just sitting in that ten to six job doing some coding and you know coming out of and even doesn't understanding okay what, what will be the outcome of your work, right? Because yeah. you're doing certain piece of code you don't know like you know where those you know, lines of code will go in that billions of lines of code You never know how it will go and how it will work, right? So so those things were there in my mind and, you know, I was, I've was i just started, uh, again, we've seed funded our own business, right? We've never taken any Fed funding, so yes, that was another risk. Starting that business, uh, going through all the ups and downs, right, with your other uh, co-founders that you have and uh, just calming yourself. Yes, you know things will will become better soon, right? Because we're something in our in the food industry itself, uh, and the. Uh, Without any knowledge, you know, even our parents are not like a businessman or something like that, they are also service man. Yeah. You a lot of uh, pushbacks from your parents that, you know, why you are doing this, you are comfortable yeah. and uh, breaking all those barriers still, you know, you do, you do such things and uh, learning such things, I think. So, I think, yeah, those were certain risks and I think the biggest risk I would say that, you know, Uh, I have left my uh, job with a software company which is in uh, uh, roughly after working there for one and a half year because I was more into that entrepreneurship and I was seeing that you know this is something I would like to continue but yes as I told that there were uh, ups and downs and you will learn right that something is not working so you also have to take a step back and understand whether you have to continue and put more money in. so we even our own business is not doing that great. Uh, not because of the idea is not good but primarily because of the operational challenges because, yeah, I, think, I think yeah I as you to...
0: said operation is the biggest challenge not the business business you can grow but you know the back-end support the operations the staffs I think that is the biggest challenge okay, in, the, yeah. in this food industry
1: yes you know you always have this fear you're coming from a middle class family you have this mentality that you know you need to support your family yes survival yes. but I think things if you have dedication and if you know that you know you, you so I was very clear that I would like to continue in marketing only. The biggest challenge for me was that I was an engineer. I have my uh, background in software developer, so I've just basically utilized that chance and helped myself to, you know, uh, come out of that situation. That after two three years, if I'm again looking out for a job or you know something like that, uh, I, I, I don't want to face that situation that I have faced in my early stage of career. But I think yes. Someone has to give you a chance, and I think I believe that piece. And I think what people have shown faith in me again. I think today, as a leader, when I am looking for certain candidate, I generally don't look for their pedigree, their degrees, and all those things, right? Because I primarily look for people who are having that uh, hustling. Because if you are in a startup, you need that hustle. Uh, you need to be a hustler basically. And if, even if you're not a hustler, I think you should be very uh, positive, have a positive attitude, and a and a go-to attitude that yes, you know, you can give me anything and I'll do it, basically, like without thinking twice or something like that. So if I am finding such attitude in a person, I think that is a guy for me. Okay.
0: So how do you, uh, you know, address the cultural and societal biases and prejudice that may exist within your industry and sector as a leader of Sandesh? This is also one of the questions that was there.
1: Yeah, I believe it is uh, important to I think address this piece because I think the way you are uh, progressing in your career, I think you will go through a lot of things, right? And you will feel and you will have, you will again make, become little more mature about those things, right? So I think few things that I've learned, uh, you know, to uh, sort out such things are, one is like little bit of openness uh, with respect to, you know, understanding from where the person is coming from like right. uh, right. that primarily will help in breaking certain stereotypes about that okay i know everything kind of uh, thing right and because you have if you are not having that kind of attitude then it will always create challenges right so i think with openness not just from understanding uh what person is coming from but even if person is having any kind of an issue uh, this person should not think about twice whether i have reached to not. like it's one thing that i've learned primarily i think from one of my mentor uh, in my early, uh, early you know, uh, career phase, if any kind of situation you are in, right, and uh, if you're facing certain things, I think openness is very important. and I think little bit of empathy that you have to learn, right. So, if the person is coming, you have to understand, okay, and you have to start showing little bit of empathy about it. I think these are the two key principles that I have learned from. But yes, with uh, with lot of uh, uh, you know, going through that journey, mentorship, uh, and yes, we have also taken some leadership courses as well. Like uh, I was fortunate enough, again, I think few of my mentors have helped me uh, in providing those things. And then I learned that yes, these things are important. I think a lot of companies are now focusing on that piece uh, so that there are no uh, biases towards anyone. People are very open. Uh, they are coming to you, uh, discussing problem statements with you. Even professional, personal, mentor, anything, right, because you never know what that person is going through, right. So, yeah, I think in that way. MPL, uh, but wherever I have worked at right? NPL BigPay, uh, all my companies have very good uh, culture with respect to you know, uh, work environment. That people are uh, just very open and uh, they don't have any kind of a challenge while they are uh, working in those companies. Super. So what is your message for
0: aspiring marketing professionals?
1: Hmm. I think uh, few learnings that I have have you know uh been into the system that i have gained again is first is i think little bit you should again i think not be very sure that okay what you would like to do like even i was not very clear that you know but give it a try i think early phase of your career is not about just uh doing something which you don't like but i think give it a try uh back when i was trying there were not so many resources right and even though i were i was uh, able to figure it out okay what exactly i would like to do uh, so try out two things. Even when you are, uh, even if you figured out that yes, this is something that you would like to so continue. Uh, over, uh, always have a very open attitude towards learning. Uh, you won't believe even in after actually, you know spending roughly eleven years in this domain. Even I am very open to learn everything, and I am spending roughly one to two hours in learning you new know, things. For example, this AI is happening right now, and again you have to learn a lot of things. Yeah, uh, it helps your business and marketing strategies whatever you are doing so be very open don't ever think that you know you have learned a lot and you know you are master of everything so i think that won't work Uh, this is the second thing that i've learned and third i think do a lot of experiments when when people say that you know think out of the box it's primarily means that you have to experiment for me basically right so if you can experiment then only you can think something crazy you will find a lot of text, uh, that you know we have done or I have done personally in my career so I think these are the three key principles and key learning that I would say I think open uh, figure out okay what exactly you're looking for uh, open to learn uh, have stop learning and third is to experiment uh, as much as you can in whatever field you want
0: Amazing uh it was a wonderful piece of uh, advice and advice actually, and uh, amazing conversation altogether. It was on point, and uh, I am sure there are there's so much to dig deep, uh, deep upon this, and I probably need one more episode with you uh, very soon, so we should catch up soon. And thank you for being here, you uh, know, and spend time. Thank you for agreeing this uh, for this episode, and it was wonderful you